This is a shear on Likutei Sichais, Chelek Chav Gimel, Bamidbar, the first Sicha. On the Pasuk, in the beginning of the Parsha, Eile Keruei Ho'eida, these are the called ones of the community, Nesiei Matis Avesam, the leaders of the tribes, according to the Shvatim, Roshay Alfi Israelim, they are the heads of the ten th- of the thousands of Yidin. Basically, um, these are the ones, the leadership of the Jewish people of the twelve tribes. So Rashi brings the words Ele Kerue Hoeda. These are the called ones of the community, and explains Hani Kroim Lechaldover the people that are called for all matters of importance within the community. So in Farshim, we find there's two kinds of Pirushim in what Rashi means. One Pirush says that Rashi comes to negate. You shouldn't think that what does Kerue Ha'eda mean? Is that they are the people that call together the community. You see, the word Kerue is obviously derived from the word Kriya, to call. So the question is, does it mean Kerue Ha'eda? They are the ones that call the community together. And Rashi is saying, no, these, uh, therefore Rashi explains that no, that's not the meaning. Um, why wouldn't Rashi learn that? Rashi learned um, these are the people that are called, not the people that call others. These are the people that are called by the community. Well, why wouldn't Rashi learn that these are the people that call the community together? Because that wouldn't be, it's not something of prestige that they seem should be the ones that need to call people together. So Rashi negated that, that they're the callers. He says they are the ones that are being called. The second gang, the second approach to what Rashi, what Rashi means by his uh, explanation here, is that the Lashon, from that Lashon, it would seem to be that they are the ones that are called by the, um, by the community. It doesn't, it's not appropriate to say about Nesim, the leaders of the tribes, that they are the ones that are called and who, so to speak, makes them come at their beckon, it's the community. It sounds like when you, when somebody's uh, uh, at your call, that means you're higher than the person, you can call on him to come. That also is inappropriate. So that's why Rashi explains that this means, no, the people that are called together for all matters of importance for the community, they are tucker called, and maybe they're called by the community, but not because the community is higher than them and calling them to do their bidding, so to speak. They're being called to give an eighth of a tick and to give some kind of advice and to give some kind of, to rectify something. They're being called as esteemed people for important matters that relate to the community or things that the community needs. Base. However, it's difficult to learn in Rashi these two pirushim, that that's what Rashi is coming to negate. First of all, according to the first spirit that we said that Rashi means to say that you shouldn't mean, you shouldn't think the word means that they are the ones that call the people together. So Rashi should have just, if that's what Rashi is coming to negate and explain, Rashi should have just quoted the word Kerue and says Kerue here doesn't mean that they call. It means that they are being called for important things. Square brackets here, Bechlal, to say that that's what Rashi is trying to negate because somebody may have the mistaken approach. Um, 
is oich. Let me read it inside. Oib der kalsacha daidik marasi shkel is adrita pirush as kriyem main divas rufin de eda. If perhaps we're saying that there's a third possibility that Rashi is trying to negate, which is that the, um, the when it says kruei ho'eda, what does the word kruei mean? It means those that call the community, because the fact that they call the community actually shows on their prominence. And that's why Rashi has to say, no, they're not the ones calling, rather they are the ones being called to give advice for important things in the community. But that itself is not understood. Because if that's what Rashi is trying to negate, we have to understand why does Rashi negate that? It's if you're the ones calling people together, that's actually a position of prominence. What would be wrong with that? With saying that that's what it means. Like, for example, if they're calling together the community to count them, that would be a prominent position for leaders to have. So we need to say that Rashi wouldn't be sure of that. That pirush to say that they're the ones that call the people together is got nothing to do with that it wouldn't be chosher uh, um, uh, for them, but it has to do with the, with the actual word, the taich, the translation of the word kirue. Kirue means the ones that are called, not the ones that called. So if so, that Rashi doesn't have to negate that, so, why, so, so, so the first approach to Rashi, that Rashi is negating that these are people that are called, not people that call, as we just said now, it's negated in the actual translation of the word. Kerie would be callers. Kerue means being called. So why does Rashi have to give a pirush here? It's obvious. And the second way of learning why Rashi commented on this on these words is also not understood. What does it mean, kerue? If in in the in the meaning of the word kerue, we don't hear by default that they're lower than the people that are calling them. So writers Rashi have to kind of negate that possible way of learning. Obviously, if they're the, they're the ones being called by the community, that doesn't inherently say they're lower. Could that be that they're being called because they're they're being called by because of their chashivas, because of their prominence? Gimel. Later on the pasuk, on the second pasuk, vayikach meishavarin. I took these people, which had been enunciated, spelled out by their names. Rashi says on these words, these people, and says which people, these 12 leaders of the tribes. Then the Rashi comments on the words, which were spelled out, which were enunciated, and as which were enunciated to him, to Moshe Rabbeinu here, by their names. So what is Rashi giving it over here? What's Rashi adding? Because from the lengthiness of the Pasuk, that took these people. And doesn't just say, Moshe took them. Because don't forget, we just said the names of the tribes. Moshe took them. Why does the Torah have to go and repeat? Moshe took those people that Hashem had spelled out by name. So there could be a thought, the reason that this is spelled out like that is, because it was other people. Maybe it's not really those 12 people. The 12 people were in the Siam. And then it says that Moshe took those people that were enunciated by name, other people, in some other place. So Rashi says, no, no, no. 
It's these people. These 12 people we just mentioned, Trev Leeds, we just mentioned that they were mentioned by name right here. Loi Khan, right here. These are the people Meshavena took to help in the count. But that's difficult to say that without Rashi saying that we're talking about these 12 people that we just mentioned, that we would think that maybe there's some mystery people that were mentioned somewhere else that were told to count the Bnei the, the, the Saul with, um, with Meshavena. Why would that be? I mean, we just mentioned 12 Nesim, it's within the context, and all of a sudden you want to say that there's kind of, it sounds like a conspiracy. Moshe and I took those people which had been spelled out by name, and if Rashi wouldn't say it's those people we just mentioned, we would think there's another group of people that were mentioned somewhere surreptitiously, and just hinted at over here, without saying exactly who they are. To say that Rashi needs to negate such a, so speak, I would call it a conspiracy, doesn't seem to be appropriate understanding of Rashi. Dalit. Other Mepharshim learn. Other Mepharshim learn that Rashi is not negating here. A possible, a kosal kodaitach, something you may erroneously think in the Pasuk. That there were other people that were somewhere mysteriously mentioned. But actually, Rashi is trying to explain here something that you may learn in a mistaken way in understanding the Pesukim. From the Lushan that it says, took these people. It's mashma that they were stam people. He took these people, Anoshim, not because they were leaders. So Rashi says, no, these people, they're being called Anoshim here, but they're really these 12 Nesim, these 12 leaders that we just mentioned. And they were taken because they're Nesim. But one second, if so, you have to understand. So why Takin is the person called them Anoshim people and not called them Nesim? What does the person say? That Moshe took these Nesim. So it seems to be a really simple Rashi. and Most people would just gloss over it, but the Rebbe wants us to understand that Rashi is coming. If Rashi comments, there's meaning, there's importance, there's depth, there's new light being shed on this whole concept. Hey, so we'll understand this by first prefacing other questions that we have in the basic understanding of these Pesukim. First of all, the two psukim that say these are the Ele Krue, these are the ones that are called from the community. And Vayikach Meshvar and took those people. L'cha'ira, they are redundant psukim, seemingly. The first possible where it says uh, that, that um, these are the ones that are called. It already says in the beginning of the, this topic, the beginning of the parsha, yiyu, aren, you have to count the Jewish people. With you will be Ish Ish Lamata. A man for each tribe, you will have with you the leader of each tribe. So, why does the Pasuk now have to say, um, These are the Kruya Eida, these are the ones of the community that we're going to be called to be together with Meshavar? And actually, furthermore, what is the second Pasuk saying that Meshavar took? The people that were chosen, why are we repeating the second, the next stages? We say, Moshe did and took those people. Obviously, Moshe did what Hashem said. We don't find always in the Torah that the Torah tells us that Moshe did what Hashem said. The moment Hashem said and it was given over to Moshe Aaron, it's self-understood that that's what they did. Why does the Pasuk have to spell it out? Even if for some reason we'll understand that sometimes the Pasuk does, and over here perhaps the Pasuk wanted to say that they actually did it. It's enough to say that they did it. Or, took these people. 
Why do we have to also add Asher Nikvul B'Shem? Is that word enunciated by name? It's as if we need to solidify somehow the people that they took, make clear the people, that, who would have thought they took anybody else? They were told to take these people. So why the lengthiness in this whole description of the process? Base, another question is, we don't understand the continuation of Hashem's speech to Moshe. After the Pasuk that says, with you would be each man for a tribe, the leaders of the tribe, Hashem says, these are the names of the people which will be with you, and so on, and it gives and enunciates and gives in detail the names of each Nasi. This instruction was the first of the second month, in the second year, in other words, the first of year, which is a month after the Mishkan is already established. The Mishkan was established the first of Nisan of the second year from Exodus. And we all know what happened when the Mishkan was inaugurated. The Mizbech was inaugurated. By who? By 12 Nesim. These are the same Nesim, the leaders of the tribes, who brought Karbanis a month ago for inauguration of the Mizbech, Hanukkah Mizbech. So why does the Abishan have to say, these are the names of the people, as if he's telling us a piece of news that we didn't know. A month ago, these were the leadership that brought the special Karbanis on behalf of the tribes. Square brackets says the Rebbe here one second. The truth is that the that the psukim ve'elish moisah anoshim it's not just a pusik telling you some information. You see, if the pusik was telling us information and it's not part of Hashem saying these are the names of the people, then we could say, look, we learning the Torah now, the beginning of Amidbar, we didn't learn yet what we're going to say in the second portion of Amidbar, in Nasei, about the inauguration and the names of the Nasim. So we don't have the information yet. So maybe that's why the Torah gives us a little blurb, so to speak, an asterisk, and say, by the way, these are the names of the leaders of the tribe. But no, this in the Pasuk comes as part of what Hashem said to Moshe. Moshe, Hashem is speaking to Moshe and says, these are the name of the people that will stand with you, be with you. And he says the names of the scene, but we already know who they were. Why does Hashem have to say them again? Vav, so to answer all these questions, Rashi says, Kirue or Eida, these are people that are called Kirue or Eida, which means they're Hanikroim, Lecholdover, Hashiva Shubeida. They are called for all matters of prominence, of importance in the community. Here there is something new being, a Nairinian, a new thing is being brought out and, 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 and established about these Nasim. Not something that we know from before, not something that existed before. And this comes in continuation to previously what Rashi said on the passing, V'itchem yiyu ishish lamata, with you there will be a man, a man per tribe, Rashi says, Keshetif kedu oisam, when you count them, the Bnei Yisrael, yiyu imochem will be with you, Nasi kol shevet v'shevet, the leader of each tribe. Pashas, what is Rashi saying here? That the leadership, the 12 leaders will be together with Moshe and Aaron when they count the Bnei Yisrael. And not like you may automatically assume that every Nasi was just there as Moshe counted his tribe. So the leader of Reuven was together with Moshe and Aaron when the tribe of Reuven was counted. But the way Rashi says it, Rashi says very clearly, when you count them, they will be with you, the leader of every tribe. Rashi is saying is that the leadership of all the tribes together were participatory with Moshe Aaron in the count of the entire Bnei Yisrael. And where does Rashi derive this? Because again, instinctively you would think uh, Moshe Aaron went tri tribe by tribe, and each tribe, so to speak, the leader of the tribe was waiting at the entrance to his tribal land, his tribal encampment. Went in with Moshe Aaron and counted. 
Rashi takes this from the, it says, Ve'itchem yihiyu. It says, with you will be. And it doesn't say, Tifkidu oisam litzivaisam atavar unasiya shvatim. Uh, it doesn't say you count them on their at their forces or based on their divisions. You are it and the leaders of the shvatim. It says with you in the process of counting will be the leaders of the tribes. In other words, they become a one unit with Moshe and Aaron. Moshe and Aaron, twelve leaders, and they are so to speak the counting commander, the counting unit, the counting brigade, the counting uh, um, uh, um, leadership group. They go in and count. So we never understand what, why would it be? Rashi's saying that, but why would it be of use that the leadership of every nasi, of every tribe would be there for all the tribes? He's not their nasi. Why is he connected? Let's say why is the, the nasi of Reuven going to be in the counting also of the nasi of Yehuda and vice versa? Mela Moshe and Aaron, they're collective people. They're the leadership of all the Jewish people. First of all, Moshe is the one who. She's been the Goyel, the Redeemer, the Manig, the leader. Aaron is the King Godel for all Yidden. So that's why they have to be part of the count of all the Shvatim. But the individual leadership of each tribe, they are seemingly not connected to each tribe. Each tribe has a, a, is, 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 so to speak, funneled through the leader of their individual tribe. So we understand that we would need the leadership of that particular tribe in their tribal count. He's a leader of that tribe. Give respect to the Nasi. He's the leader. He should be part of the of, of, of the counting of that his tribe. Or either out of COVID, out of respect, or because he had to confirm that the people that are being counted are indeed belong to his tribe. He's, so to speak, the tribal elder, the leader. He, he confirms that these people belong to this tribe. Because sometimes there could be a doubt about, you know, where the, which, which tribe a person belongs to, what yichus he has. Good, so you need an, an adjudicator, the leader of the tribe. But what connection is there with this Nasi of this particular tribe to all the other tribes? That we should say he joins in the, with Moshe and they go together, all of them, to count all the tribes. So that's why Hashem now comes and says, Eile kerue o eidos. And that was Rashi already told us, there's a big Kiddush here. At the beginning of the sugya, at the beginning of the topic, Rashi says, the, tr- the, the count took place in Moshe and all the leaders. Now Rashi further enunciates and explains Later, when it says these are the ones that are called by the community, Nashri now injects a pirush, which allows us to understand why they were part of the collective count, not just on each tribe. But now the Abishter is giving them a new appointment. He's saying, besides for the fact that they are the Nasi, the leader of their particular tribe, they also now are called Kiruayoeda. They get a new appointment, in a sense. You are the, the 12 leaders. You are the ones that are called. You are the ones that are called for anything of importance to the entire collective community of the 12 tribes of Israel. They have a connection and they are connected with the entire Eidah, with the entire community. With all Yid, not just with their particular shevet. Zion. According to this, we'll understand that when we are describing the Nesim, the Pesach says, Nesim, they are the leaders of the tribes per each group of families. And then it says, Rashi, Alfi, Yisrael, the Torah calls them the heads of the thousands of Yidin, of 
Jews of Yisrael. Lechayda, here, we would think that it's only relevant that they're leader of their particular tribe. Why does the Pasuk continue and emphasize here that they're the leaders of the entire Alfei Yisrael, the thousands of Yidin? But the Pasuk wants to emphasize here their greatness bichlal, their prominence bichlal. They are the heads of the entire thousands of people of Yidin. And therefore, they are worthy to be called Kirue Oheid, are the ones that are called by the community for all matters of promise and importance to the entire community. And that's why they all participated with Meish in counting all of the Jews. Says the Rebbe in the square brackets, listen to this fascinating thing. It's going to become yumtak, it's going to be sweeter, it's going to fit in even more when you understand the Pirush. What is it, Rashi Alfi Yisrael Heim? There's a Pirush that says that this means they are the leaders of the Alfei. What are the Alfei, the thousands? Not the thousands of Yidin. The ones that are in charge of the thousands. Remember, the Yisrael system is there's Sarei Asores, Sarei Chamishim, Sarei Mei, Sarei Alafim. There's the head of tens, there's the head, the one in charge of hundred, the one in charge of a thousand. So different levels of leadership. There are Asorim, there are ministers that were overseeing a thousand. Within them, they had 10 who oversaw each one, oversaw 100. Now, the, 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 the total amount of the minion of each, of the, the number of each tribe was always a few hundreds and um, more than, it, it didn't round off to the nearest thousand. You had thousands and several hundred, right? Now, what happens if you need a leader of a thousand people, what happens if the tribe had, I'm just going to throw out an example, 20,000 and 300 people? What happened? Who is the leader of those 300? So basically, what we're saying is that there was a, there were overlaps, there were, so to speak, uh, over the, uh, the, the nearest thousand, you joined a few different hundreds from a few different tribes, and they became the, and upon them was a Sarho Elef, was a leader of that thousand. So let's say there was 700 in Reuven and 300 in Yehuda over, over the nearest thousand mark. Take those 700, those 300, and they had a collective leader, somebody who was in charge of that group of thousand. Which means there was an overlap, there was a mosaic there, there was a few Shvatim possibly together in that group of 1,000. Which means that the Nesim, the Nesim were on top of the leaders of the Alofim. Rosh Alfi Yisrael was saying that the Nesim, the leaders of the tribes, were the next level up after the ones in charge of a thousand. You had the Nasi in charge of the people in charge of the thousands. But that means that if, if, if they were in charge of a, of a, a thousand person leader, who his thousand was made up of more than one tribe, so the Nasi was also already connected to more than one tribe. He had to be not just sectorial, he had to be universal for more than one tribe. But this is what the Ebishter is doing here. These now become a collective of 12 Nesim that they become called for everything of Hashivas for the entire community, not just for their Shevet. Ches. According to this, we'll understand another thing we ask. Why does Hashem have to say their names here? We know their names. Again. We haven't yet said their names in our reading of the Torah. We're going to read it in Nasi, but this already happened chronologically a month ago when the Nasim brought the Karbonis. 
Because as we already learned earlier, the, what we just said, the Rebbe said is that Rashi taught us that the Abishra is giving a new appointment. And by giving the new appointment, Hashem is giving the necessary koiches. Very important, very, very, very important thing we have just for our lives. Hashem is giving you an appointment. Hashem gives you a mission to do something. Hashem gives you the koiches. So now that He's appointing them, He's giving them the new energies to be not just sectorial, not just in charge of their tribe, be universal people to be able to have the vision of Klalisro. And he Hashem gives the energies by calling them by name. As we see earlier, when Hashem appointed Betzalel and so on to build the Mishkan, he says, see that I have called by name Betzalel. And I've I filled him up with the spirit of Hashem to be able to build the Mishkan. Calling someone by name, Hashem putting out that name in a revealed way. And so to speak, enunciating it gives the keiches. That's 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 that 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 also is a form of bestowing the the energies that are needed, the keiches that are needed to carry out this shlichus. In our this is what is going on in Adar In our case as well, through the fact that Hashem calls out their names to Moshe Rabbeinu, this achieves and and creates a new appointment, a new Indian that they didn't have before. They now became Kruwayo Eida, the people that are called by the entire community for everything of Hashivus for Eida, anything of importance to Klal Yisrael. And with this we'll also understand why the second Pesach says, Vayikach Why do we have to say that Meishan actually fulfilled it? He says, Meishanayin took these people that had been identified by names by Hashem. Because there was a new Nesinas Koyach now, a new Minui, a new appointment by Hashem of these Nesim, so there had to be a new taking. Moshe Rabbeinu also, we're saying, Moshe Rabbeinu took those people in their new, in their new appointments, in their newly bestowed position. And that's also why Rashi comments when it says, Hanoshim Elo. Rashi says, these 12 Nesim, which Hashem had enunciated their names there. Why does Rashi add that? Rashi, it's actually not two, Dibra uh, Maschus, not two headings of Rashi. It's one, Rashi is kind of injecting some words, but it's just a continuation of how to read the Pasuk with the flow. Rashi is saying, he's, he's saying the Pasuk and inserting a few words. He's saying, these people, and Rashi with, that's from the Pasuk. Rashi says, these 12 tribes, Nikvu again, is back to the Pasuk, Leikam, which Hashem had said here, Bishem is by name. What Rashi is saying is, they're not other people. Rashi's not trying to say they're not other people. We, we, we wouldn't think there was a conspiracy. Maybe there's some other people that, that somehow we don't know about. No. Rashi's saying, these people that we just spoke about, they were taken now with a new, there's a new prominence there, there God. They were called here by name for this new role that Hashem is giving them. Even the fact that they wouldn't see him before. But Rashi is emphasizing they were now called by name. That's why Mishanan take them now. They, because it's a new taking. Before they were each one part of their own tribe. Now they rise to the place where they have to be involved in Klal Yisrael. That's why the Pasuk says, We asked, why don't they call them Nesim? He says, they took these people. Because the fact that Mishanan took um, the Nesim to count the Eden, it's not because they were Nesim and connected to their shevet, their full-time job, so to speak, their main role was to be in Nasi of that particular shevet. Moshe took these people as people, 
not just as leaders of their tribes, but as people that have now been selected to be, so to speak, the presidium of Klal Yisrael. The, the people that are responsible and called for matters of importance for the, the whole Jewish community. Tess. It's, however, it's not so galactic. It's not ganzen galactic. It's not too totally smooth. At the end of the day, safe, safe. Why was there a need that every na- that what was the purpose of this? Why was there a need for every nasi to be part of the entire count of all the Jewish people? We understand, therefore, that Hashem made a, a new minu, a new appointment. He made them kruya eida. They're called for davish But why? Why did they need to be elevated to having a shaykhus to the entire Jewish community, not just to doing their focused job and being in charge of their shevet? So the Rebbe says, whatever way you look at it, it doesn't seem to be needed. If you want to talk about the general count, the general count is counting the entire Jewish community. Mainly you need to do it through Kloli people, you need to do it through general people, the people that have a connection to the entire community, the unit, the singularity of the Jewish community. So it should be enough. Like the previous counts in the book of, 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 of Shmais, that Moshe should do it himself. Or Moshe and Aaron, those are both people that are shaykhs to the entire Klali so. If you want to talk, however, about that, that Hashem wants now, in Bamidba, there's a different kind of count. The individualistic count of every shevet as a unit. So, you want to take the nasim seder. For that point, it's enough just if they're individually connected to each each shevet. Why do you need to create that the shvatim here? Why isn't Moshe and Aaron enough for the collective of the entire community and for the individual count each nasi just for their shevet? Yud. Commissions like this. The Indian of counting the Bnei Yisrael is as Rashi has pointed already out before, to show us their belovedness to Hashem. Counting something shows the belovedness. Counting the Eden shows their endearment. As the Shalom explains, through counting it, they become a Dabar Choshev. There's a concept in Allah when something is sold by the count, by a unit, not by weight or not by uh, volume, but by a unit, it means that every unit has a significance. And it's not bottled. It doesn't become cancelled out by Berei with the majority of other matters. In other words, for example, you have if eggs are sold by by, by the by, by by units, so the unit can't be bottled. It doesn't get cancelled out. So if the yidden are being counted here, each one individually, each yid maintains his his uh, unbottledness, is 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 the inability for him to be, so to speak, lost into oblivion. But there's two parts to this count. When we're showing the love, which is brought out by counting, there's two parts to it. In the earlier counts, when all the Yidin were counted as one klal, one collective, without being divided into Shvatim, and Hashem just, the Torah records, the entire count, 600,000, whatever the amount is, that was coming to inform Leidia and to reveal the virtue and the love and endearment of Yidin, the way they are in the one collective, higher than being divided into individualistic people. What does that represent? That highlights the indivisibility of the Yid, that every Yid is exactly alike. Where is every Yid exactly part of one entity? That's a Manasham, the essence of his soul.
There's no difference between one yid and another in the in the quintessential spark and the etzem and the essence of the soul. However, the count in our Parshan Bamidbar is coming also to highlight and to reveal and to emphasize also the individual milest individual virtues of Yidin. And there, there are differences. You can't compare the particular um, virtues and advantages and strengths that one Yid has to another Yid. Each one has, a, there's a diversity, there's a difference. And that's why here they had to be counted, each Shevet had to be counted separately. Because the 12 Shvatim are different. Yes, they are different in the, where, the, where they would live, in their Tisol, they got different places to live. In their study of Torah, in the way they had Parnosa. As we see it in the Brachas of Yaakov, as Rashi explains over there, there's, you know, there's, uh, there's Zavulun who's going out in the ships and doing a merchant businessman, and there's Yisachar who's sitting and learning, and there's Sanhedrin. Everyone's different. Each Shevet is different. From this we understand that if they're different in their business and in their learning, then obviously their Avedis Hashem has a different hue, a different flavor for each Shevet. And in general, we say there's 12 ways, 12 general ways of serving Hashem which Klal Yisrael is divided into 12 Shvatim and 12 different ways of serving Hashem, as we have in Chassidus explains, Ruvein is the of Ruri, serving Hashem from a position of, of vision, Shimon from a position of hearing, and so on, as is explained at length in Chassidus. There's 12 different ways of serving Hashem. There's difference, there's diversity. Yud Aleph, nonetheless, even when we're counting every Jew here, and we're counting them as different entities, different individuals, Every yid is also counted as an equal unit in the collective count. Not more and not less. Each one is counted as one. Which that shows, it says as we've spoken many times, that in the count, there's something about counting which unites everybody. Everybody is equal. Even when they're being counted according to their families and according to their tribes. So, in other words, we have two aspects here. We have something, we have something and its opposite. We have two opposites being incorporated in one thing. In other words, even though we're talking about counting the Eden in the way that they're divided into tribes, so we're looking at the individual attributes of every tribe and every Yid separately, and there are differences when you look at each individual for their individuality. One has a higher level. Even before we look at tribes, there are some that are a sheikh and the leaders, there are some that are uh, um, the water choppers and uh, the, the wood choppers and water carriers, which the way the Torah describes it was not actually a difference in how they made it, it was actually a difference in, in their capacity, in their level, in their, in, the, in, the, in, their, in their level. So if you're looking at the individualistic attributes of each person, you can't just count each one with, 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 with a unified, a uniform one. On the other hand, we, yeah, we're looking at individual qualities, but we're still counting each one as one. So what's the connection? How do you connect these two opposites? Yeshlevi says that the connection between counting both, both aspects together. What does it mean? What does this tell us? The fact that we... The fact that we're counting the Jews here based on their individualistic qualities... It's not just to bring out the advantage and the virtue of each Jew or each 
group of Jews, each shevet, in and of itself. But the count is in order to show how each of these individual advantages and virtues together create the koimah shleimah, the one body, the one mosaic, the one unified but diverse body. Which this Indian, um, the way it was in the count, literally, says the Rebbe in R36, they were counted each tribe, and then the Torah says how many there were collectively. In other words, the fact that each individual with their individualism brings wholesomeness to the cloud, to the generality, there's no ischalkus, there's no division in the value, there's no different levels in the value of each of them. In other words, just like when we talk about a complete body, we need the head and the brain in order to be a complete body, but you also need the foot to be a complete body. So each one is individualistic, but each one is complementary and, 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 and not, not, not missable, so to speak, not, I uh, forget the word, uh, critical to the totality, to the wholesomeness of the entire body. So that's why each one, to say the head is not a head and the foot is not a foot, yes, they are, and they're individualistic, and each one has its virtues, has its advantage. But by pointing out their advantage and how they each contribute to the one body, in the fact that they're all needed, they're all, they're all, they're all, they're all, they're, they're all equal. Each of them is needed to be a complete body. And this is also the explanation why the Nesie, Hamata, is why the leaders of the tribe had to be participatory in the count of all the Eden. And that's why Hashem elevates them to a position that they are now called, the ones that are called for matters of importance and promise for the entire community. Because in counting each individual Shevet, which you would think is their main focus, their individual tribe, they're also needed to be their look as community people, as the collective people. That it's not just a separate unit that their tribe has with their individualistic virtues. But even their individualized Shevet needs, they need, the, the Nasi of that Shevet needs to see how it's part of the full collective of Klal Yisrael. Thank you.